Hey friends, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today, listening in with me and Kalina as we talk about the ins and outs of schooling and what it needs to look like. We actually have a big plan for you, Drew and I. We've put together an open house, the homeschool open house, and we are excited that we have wrangled together a really diverse group of homeschooling experts who are going to share their favorite tips and tricks and resources so that you can dive in with ease and feel confident and capable really easily. And even if you're not planning to homeschool, it's going to be loads of fun and you're going to leave inspired to try new things with your family that you maybe haven't done before. So please go ahead, jump over to the homeschoolopenhouse.com, check it out, see if it's going to be a good fit, and we'll see you there. It's about, I mean, I posted it the other day, like don't leave one box just to jump into another. Like and in the homeschool world, it's very easy to box yourself into a curriculum or become just a very, like we can go in one direction or another, right? There's like very, there's unschoolers that are just like complete unschoolers and I'm not going to do anything with my kids. And this is, you know, this is my belief. And then there's homeschoolers that believe like, no, you have to sit down and you have to follow this curriculum and you have to do the testing. And I really challenge people that we don't have to be one or the other. Like there's a, there's thousands of different degrees and shades within the home education world and you get to design your own. Like it's, you get to like, that's a right that you have. It's a freedom that we have in parenting. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life Podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better, And mostly, we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. So hi, everybody. It's me, Lacey Grimm. I am here with Kalina Amuchastegi, who I've been following for some time now and loving her content on Instagram. She is the owner and operator of a five-hour school week and has also written a book by the same title. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Kalina. And I just... This idea of hers is just beautiful, and I, I think she is spot on. And I am so excited to interview her right now, especially because a lot of people are moving into this homeschooling world and feeling very intimidated. And when you see what she's posting and read what she's writing, you feel some relief about maybe not overdoing it, not feeling like you have to you know, create a beautiful curriculum and have a university in your home. You can really do things a little differently and have just as powerful an impact on your child's life. So Kalina, will you please share with us, introduce yourself, how you got to where you are, how long you've been homeschooling, all those little details. Were you homeschooled? Those kinds of things. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. And so I have four kiddos. Currently, we're living in Austin, Texas. We actually just left Northern California. We had been living right outside of Sacramento for a really long time. And we just left California for Texas back in December. And we've been homeschooling. We're about to walk into our fifth year. 
So previously my kids had gone to a private school, private Christian school. My oldest daughter was just entering fourth grade when we took her out. And so I have a 13 year old, a 10 year old, and a nine year old, all girls. And then we have a four year old little boy. Oh my gosh. We're like the same. I'm telling you, I have 15, 11, nine, and then four year old boy. Oh, nice. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. It's fun. It's good. It's nice um, to have a spread, but also hard. Sometimes. Yes, it is. Yeah, it has its own challenges for sure. Yeah. And so when we started homeschooling, it really was just about quality of life. We right. were entrepreneurs. I was in real estate. My husband's in real estate. We had begun traveling and the school system wasn't really loving our lack of time that we were spending in classrooms. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I had just started to feel like the school got the best hours of the day and I was getting yeah. the leftovers of that. Like everything felt like a struggle. I hated our rushed mornings. Mm -hmm. And so our initial jump into homeschool had everything to do with quality of life, honestly. Totally my language right there. Yeah. (laughs) Who wants to wake up if you don't have to? (laughs) Exactly. And rush everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so then when we started, we started kind of by implementing the school system inside our home, which I think is a pretty natural step for most people, especially if you came out of the public school system yourself and you don't know anything different. We quickly realized, though, that that just wasn't going to be very efficient or make for a very good quality of life that way either. And so that's kind of how we found ourselves making the five-hour school week and really just becoming self-directed learners slash unschoolers. Okay. So that's all beautiful. I love it. The five, the five hours a week, I feel like is such a, people think what that's insane when you go from, you know, eight to five or eight to three or however long a school day is these days to one hour a day, really? I mean, that's a big jump, but I would love for you to share how you got to that place from, you know, the rigidness of maybe what the homeschool that I know a lot of people, maybe it was the same in California or Texas, wherever you were, there's like an option to buy the curriculum from the school and use it Mm -hmm. at home, implement it at home. Um, Sometimes you can even get it for free, which for some people might be a good fit if they really like that kind of structure. How did you go from that to kind of just to unschooling, which feels like almost the the opposite of that? You know, it's really personal because we ourselves had started unlearning a lot of our own behavior within our businesses. We had finished Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week. Mm. I was wondering if you knew about this book because <laughs> yeah. I, my husband yeah, completely my husband completely restructured his business based off of that book. And that's what gave us the capabilities to start traveling and enjoying life and reprioritizing. And we noticed such a switch in our own personal life and our own like mental and physical wellness because of that switch. It was, it just became very natural to be like, well, why wouldn't we just allow the kids to do the same thing? If this works for us in our daily life, why wouldn't that work for them? (laughs) And why shouldn't they have the opportunity to, experience the thing that they're most passionate about and spend time being their most efficient selves. And so it was just a very, I don't know, as soon as I gave myself permission to live that way, I was able to give my children permission to live that way. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's so true too. If you can just even show them how to live curiously, they're automatically just going to do that too. So I love that. That flow makes so much sense. If you're doing that, then they're just going to mimic what you're doing. And obviously, but sometimes it's hard. It's hard to know that that's going to happen. Oh yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you try to do for homeschoolers through your book and through 
your, your Instagram feed? Yeah. So our book is really just our experience. It's that, that experience from the traditional systemic way of rate, like from parenting and living your life that eight to five grind, like everything of us stepping outside of those boxes and unlearning and kind of relearning. So it's really just kind of our manifesto of like, this is what we did. And I wrote it in very much real time. Like as we were experiencing it, I was writing it. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned a lot more since writing that book, but I know that a lot of parents, especially parents coming from public schools and private schools right now, find it really encouraging. And so, and that's what I do with my Instagram page. It's really just to support parents to trust their gut and their intuition that you're allowed to educate your kids in a way much differently than kind of what's normal or what we're told we have to do. I really just like encourage, encouraging parents that there isn't like a box to do this in. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. education doesn't have to be linear the way that we been taught that it is yeah yeah Um, I know sometimes I say but who invented end of grade testing like who wait who said kids should go to a school every day like you really like kind of take a few steps back and be like well who said that well who said that and I think really right now there's this revolution happening within education at large and it's interesting to kind of see that play out where people are like well I'm going to college but I still can't get a job you know or I'm you know following the track and I'm still here not knowing what I want to do with my life right and so I think this way of letting kids kind of learn how to self-direct and find their own interests is such a skill that you don't get if somebody's always telling you exactly what to do, right? I mean, I hope you agree with me on that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. I so agree with you on that. And I think that even parents right now, I mean, one of the things that we experienced when I took my kids out of the school system is we had to go through this real period of time where my kids were de-schooling because they didn't, I would ask them like, what do you guys want to learn? What do you want to do? And that was a foreign idea to them to like choose to have freedom. And so I really want to encourage parents, especially right now that are coming out of that system to, to take a breath and like, it's okay to simply just read out loud to your kids. And if that's all you do in the day, like, wow, that's amazing. And I promise that they're like, you, we have to get that curiosity and that passion back where they actually want to learn because right now it's been so force fed, you know, it totally is. And it's like from one thing to the next, and there's like a maybe 15 to 30 minute recess, right? And kids know when they have to eat and when they have to. And, you know, if that process works for you, it's not no judgment, but it doesn't have to be the only way. And it doesn't mean that that's the most effective way either. So I think that it's really eye-opening when you start to kind of offer these like boredom moments, right? Because I think sometimes people, moms, and I know, especially summertime, it would be the thing like, how am I going to keep my kid busy? It's like, don't keep them busy. Let them sit there and stare at the wall, you know, like let their little brains have that time to process. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. You posted something yesterday or a couple of days ago, maybe, and I shared it because I loved it so much. And it was just a quote that said something along the lines of, you know, letting go of the idea of recreating the school in a home, right? I don't homeschool to recreate school at home. And I think that that's just doing life side by side with your child is if you love your life, they'll learn how to love their life too. Right. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. I'm hoping that you can share some examples without maybe getting too personal of what your children's interests look like. And maybe just some examples of how they 
they kind of do self-direct? What does that look like for them? Yeah. So um, my oldest, Madeline, is probably just the most impressive to me in this moment because she's 13 mm -hmm. and has really just shed a lot of the school. She was very excited to leave the school system oh, because she's, so, yeah, because she's so crafty and like she's my artistic kid. Mm -hmm. And so she spends her days making stop motion films with her American girl dolls, like the oh 18 inch dolls. She like brings them to life in these video series. She writes wow. scripts for them. She sews their clothing and wow. just builds these amazing sets. She also is like a graphic designer and she's teaching herself how to animate I mean, stuff. I really, honestly, I can't do. I, I have no idea. She's always like, Oh, this this animation is rendering. It's going to take 10 hours, mom. It's so detailed. And I'm like, what does that even mean? So they find the things like that they're passionate about, that they see other kids doing online, mm -hmm. that they watch YouTubers do. And they're like, wait, I want to know how to do that. Right. How do you build a mansion in Roblox? How do you write a script? How, whatever wow. it is. And so we spend a lot of time doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, my kids, I mean, my middle child is like kind of like my science buff. And so she'll get stuck on something like, oh, I want to know more about the solar system. And so I provide, you know, we find videos, we yeah. find workbooks, science projects. And so she'll just be like, oh, mom, I think I'm going to do a report on all the planets. Mm. And so, and so she'll just, you know, spend her time diving in and we use a bunch of different resources, both online and offline and, you know, just let them obsess about something for as long as they want to obsess about it. And then, you know, either it'll keep going. I mean, like the stop motion stuff and the, the graphics and the animating with Madeline that's lasted now for four years. And it really is where she pours all of her energy into that mm -hmm. where my other girls, they're still younger. And so they bounce around a lot. You know, you just see yeah. them searching for something. Mm -hmm. And so you just, I just give them the freedom to do that. Like just if it interests you, follow it. If it right. doesn't, we'll come back to it later. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. It's interesting because it made me think about, you know, I said, oh, well, who invented schools? Well, I think schools originally started because they were a place where you could have all these resources in one place to expose children, right? But this day and age, those resources are so available for parents. I mean, you don't have to have money, really. There's so mm -hmm. much free available that, that it's just not the same as it was when we were kids, even. And the only Encyclopedia Britannica was in the library at the school, right? You know, yeah. it's just, it's a different world. And so we can use all those tools and really make a very uh, robust experience for our children just in our own homes. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's also important to remember like schools were really designed to create factory workers and that <laughs> those don't exist anymore. Right. Like That's really true. Right. No, when you not look at the US anyways, right. Not in the U S anymore. Yeah. And really like our, I really love just sharing that like the 80% of the jobs that our kids, like our, the generation of our children are going to apply for, like they don't even exist yet Yeah. because I mean, artificial intelligence and even especially now in this COVID season, we're seeing, yeah. you know, how technology can replace bodies. And so the <laughs> jobs that are going to exist, the jobs that our kids are going to apply for, there's right. no way that I can prepare them for that stuff. Right. So all I can do is prepare them to know how to learn, to know how to research things on their own, to know how to teach themselves because what they're going to need isn't even available to them yet, honestly. You know, it's interesting because then you think about like the school system and that's one of the biggest issues is that the curriculum for the, for the most part is really the same from when we went to school. You know, they're learning the same <laughs> exact information 
And is that really relevant? You know, like, is it really Mm. important for them to have the same exact information that we had? And I don't think so. I think that there's a space that we can change, but for the school system to pivot and change is a lot, right? It's such a big shift. You can't just re-steer that. But for us at home, it's, you can, you can pivot and you can change and you can alter the course. And, and yeah, that's so beautiful and let the kids kind of take a lot more lead. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. So what is something that you commonly find yourself saying or doing to help parents feel more confident that their children are going to be okay, (laughs) even without all the structure? Because I think, you know, we talked a little bit about public school, but even within the homeschool, realm I've you know it can be overwhelming because there's so much content and curriculum available that you could have your kids sit down for and and be teaching your kid hands-on for hours a day and that feels like okay I'm doing all the right things if I'm doing that but what comfort can you offer to somebody who's like you know I can't do that a lot of the people now that are coming into homeschool don't they can't they have jobs or you know they have other commitments that they have to keep up with other children what do you tell people about that? How are kids going to get through all of this? I mean, I think the biggest support that I can give parents is to really trust their kids. And, you know, I really love John Holt has a quote that just says, you know, the, the, the thing that we can give our kids the most is trust. But so many parents have a problem with that because they themselves weren't trusted as children. Mm-hmm. And so it always comes back to us. It comes back to trusting ourselves, trusting our instinct. Like there isn't a teacher or an administrator out there that knows your kid as well as you know your kid. Right. And so we'd have to believe in ourselves that we can equip our children for what the current world actually needs. Mm -hmm. And no, that means maybe they aren't going to score super high on state mandated tests. Mm. That's, we have to learn to be okay with these things because those things aren't the actual tools that our children need to succeed. Mm. So it's about, I mean, I posted it the other day, like don't leave one box just to jump into another. Like and in the homeschool world, it's very easy to box yourself into a curriculum or become just a very, like we can go in one direction or another, right? There's like very, there's unschoolers that are just like complete unschoolers and I'm not going to do anything with my kids. And this is, you know, this is my belief. And then there's uh, homeschoolers that believe like, no, you have to sit down and you have to follow this curriculum and you have to do the testing. And I really challenge people that we don't have to be one or the other. Like there's a, there's thousands of different degrees and shades within the home education world. And you get to design your own. Like it's, you get to like that's a right that you have it's a freedom that we have in parenting yeah yeah i've been thinking a lot about measuring and how we measure things and i think we were if we were raised in public school a lot of what we were trained is that we measure ourselves by these tests right and yeah. that's how we know whether we're measuring up whether we're moving on to the next level or whether we're failing right you only have two choices you're either yeah. failing or you're moving on and i think parents intrinsically now who grew up with that lifestyle have an ultimate fear of like, I'm not passing. I'm not, I'm not measuring up. And the only way I can really know is how are my kids doing on these tests, right? Like, and and when they don't do well, then we feel like, oh crap, well, there we have proof now. I'm not measuring up either. So I think all that you're saying is so important. And it's like, what a relief to even just for a second, take a step back and say, you know, let's just stop measuring with this device. Okay, period. Or only put the amount of weight on it that it really deserves, which is like, okay, now we know where we stand, right? Not, now we know whether you're good enough or not. 
So yeah, no, that's so important and such a hard thing to rewrite because it's such a part of how we were raised. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so yeah, not from one box to another. So not from one measuring stick to another, all of those same things. I love it. All right. Well then lastly, I just want to ask you what's one little thing that you do to make a part of your regular homeschool day or week or whatever experience the happiest. I really, really love our reading out loud time. We spend at least an hour to two hours a day, like reading different, you know, we have a a faith-based book, mm-hmm. a book about like somebody who's done like somebody influential or inspiring, or we do the Tuttle Twin books, and then we do like a fantasy book. And I swear, like our reading aloud, no matter where we are, whether we're traveling or inside or outside, I feel like that's the like the most grounding moment of our day. And I'll even say like if that's all we do in the day, I feel super accomplished. So I think yes. that that and spending time outside. I mean, just getting that fresh air, being together communicating with my kids. Like I just remember when they were in school and not having conversations. I think we don't trust our kids because we also just don't listen to them. And so it's really beautiful when you just get to say like, what does the world look like to you? What did you do today? Mm -hmm. What were the conversations you had with friends today? Like, you know, those moments where we meet over lunch together and we eat together. And I am, I just think that that stuff is so important. Yeah, it totally is. I think that especially right now with all that's going on in the world, what our kids need is just the reassurance that they have someone to talk to. And, yep. and there's really like someone who's going to be there regardless. I mean, that's the best support we can all offer our children. And I've, I've heard a few people say, you know, what if next year, you know, if you're going to choose homeschooling for a year, let it just be the year that you're just a family. <laughs> like, Amen. Yes. I love that. Up, right. Yeah. Oh. I think it'll transform. I think yeah. it will transform families if they oh. can step outside of that. Like really, yeah. it'll be amazing. Can, yeah. Can you imagine to have the, like the freedom to just think like, I don't have to, we don't have to accomplish anything this year. Wouldn't that be really nice? And I think everyone deserves a permission slip to do that. So I may, I might give myself that permission. Slip. <laughs> right. Yes, I totally agree with that. (laughs) I love it. Well, Kalina, thank you so, 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 so much for getting on with me. It has been a real pleasure. I I encourage you all to check out her Instagram feed. It is total encouragement every time she posts. Also check out her book because I think it's one of those ones that's going to be, you can turn back to again and again and again, just to be like, okay, I'm doing it right. I don't have to worry about all this other stuff. So thanks again, Kalina. Thank you so much. It was so, it was really a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye. Awesome.